0: Welcome to the Only Fools and Horses podcast. Oh, Mike Martin. How's right. it yeah, going? Good, good. So you was an extra in the Longest Night and also the Jolly Boys outing.
1: Yes, uh, also a couple of others around the same period. There was the the Stag Night one, uh, which was a studio recording in the February of eighty nine, and there was the uh, there was a brief appearance with my two young sons in ninety one, uh, when Raquel gave birth. Uh, So we were just sitting in the hospital corridor. Yeah, so those are the ones uh, I recall.
2: Favourite episode? No, it's quite obvious, Mike, really, but what was your favourite moment or favourite episode?
1: Uh, What, to actually work? Yeah, Um, yeah,
2: which one you enjoyed the most?
1: Uh, Well, without a doubt, um, I would say Jolly Boys because it was just like a paid holiday. It was great. Two weeks in Margate in wonderful weather. The sun was out all the time, I, I seem to remember. Uh, We were on walk-on contracts, which means that uh, we were on 100% repeat fees as well. So that's been nice and lucrative over the years until recently, when it's just shown on the terrestrial channels now. So it's it's peanuts now. I can't complain. It's been wonderful over the years. Jolly Boys was a great social time. I was working with a lot of people who I knew anyway. A lot lot of the Jolly Boys, we'd worked together on other productions. So apart from just the, uh, the the setting and the and the and the pay and uh, uh it was the social scene as well it was great to be down there i mean we'd film all day and then we'd party all night <laughs> it was great hey. lovely days
0: it sounds like when we spoke to jeff stevenson do you remember that chris when he was talking about to hull and back yeah that episode of only fools and horses yeah, yeah. Well, it was just like a big party, really. He said he was in Hull for a couple of weeks and it, they were just out on the razzle all the time. It sounded great. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's what it could be like. Um, also, um, I mean, not every production over the years is, is a happy ship, but i always got the impression that, that the uh, Only Fools and Horses production crew, everybody involved with it, the cast, it, it was a happy ship. It was a happy show to work on. Yeah, they were all friends and having a good time. They knew they were involved with something that was very special. And we all knew we were, but I don't think any of us had any idea at all of what it would become. Of course, you know, it's become like a a religion now, hasn't it? It's an iconic thing. It's amazing. I I mean, recently I posted up, as you probably know, a a few photographs on the uh, Appreciation Society site just a a picture that i remember being taken started it off but i hadn't seen it ever and that appeared and i reposted it and just said oh i'm the jolly boy kneeling down on the left on you know with the yellow coat and the union flag hat and it just exploded it got about 800 likes it's got how many questions and comments and then i did a similar one with the shot from longest night when i'm just seen over the shoulder of the shoplifter and Lennox, um, Lennox Gilby yes yeah. I'm sorry I should have done that and um, yeah and that had a very similar effect and so it's just, it's just gone crazy really and it's nice I, and had it's some,
2: I had some fun the other night sorry Mike um, where I was watching Jolly Boys out and I always had fun watching it I was trying to locate you on the bus and i am right in saying you're behind um, Mike on the bus is that right near the front you know Mike Fisher the barman would that be where you were with the yellow jacket do you remember
1: that's right yeah yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. The yellow so you've got jacket.
2: quite a few good shots there, haven't
1: you? Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, when you think, as is the nature of anything to do with filming, you, you do so much work, you're in so many things. And, of course, when the final thing comes out, most of it's on the cutting room floor. So you've got, you got two weeks' work and you, you're on there for about 12 seconds. <laughs> but that's quite normal, really.
0: But what an episode to be in. I mean, the Jolly Boy's out and it's yeah. probably... The best, or it's one of the best "Only Fools and Horses" episodes, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I, w- I would, I would think so. Yeah, it, it's lovely. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan myself, of course. Always was, was, was at the time, still am. I actually haven't seen "Jolly Boys" for years. I'm, I must get, I must get a copy of it. Actually, it's crazy.
2: If you get a copy, Mike, get a Blu-ray copy. That particular episode is on Blu-ray now. It's fantastic. It's like it was filmed last year. You know, the picture quality is unbelievable. Really yeah. good. Terrific, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, obviously I was trying to spot you on, on this particular one, and then when Denzel, they're trying to get Denzel to drive the bus, aren't they? Yeah. Harry, we think Harry's drunk, the bus driver, but he ends up, he's, it's fumes from the radio. And there's a good yeah. shot of you then, actually, when Denzel's having a row with Del Boy on the coach, you're at the front of that as well, aren't you? So, um,
1: yeah, I Yeah. that, and the thing song Beatles numbers, I think, if I remember rightly.
2: Yeah, it was um, Help, wasn't it? That was one of them, that's Help. That's it. Yeah, I remember. Um, and panorama, was wasn't it? That was sung, singing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, sandwiches, handing out the sandwiches, and David Jason nearly hits me in the head with a box of sandwiches. I remember he turns around and just <coughs> missed.
2: Yeah, they, they take the Mickey out of um, Denzel with his disease, don't they? And all the country because they give him like a bell, don't they? And um, yeah,
1: yeah, unclean, yeah, unclean.
2: Yeah, and you you could see you laughing, laughing your head off, probably laughing your head off. Because you had to, but probably because it's funny as well. Obviously, as you know,
1: like I say, it was it was genuinely a good time. I would say for um, certainly ninety-five percent of the time, it was, it was a happy shoot and a happy ship. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good time. Glad to be there. Do you
2: know one thing? I I spotted on Jolly Boys Outing, and you might be able to clear this up for me now. I don't know if Chris or Emily's ever noticed this. You've got obviously the the coach scene. They're going to Margate. Yeah, you've got all of them on. All the actors are on there. They do the little scene the, the first time I can see Boise is when you've, you' you're leaving the halfway house i I can't see him on that coach. Do you remember if John chalice joined a bit later the, the, that that particular show because when, when you go into the halfway house he's not shown at all even
1: right even in the background it's quite strange right, and he probably would be if he, if he'd been there, they probably would have used him I'm sure mm. um I, I couldn't tell you hundred percent for sure. I, obviously i remember him there a lot obviously he was there for most of the time the main cast i mean various members weren't necessarily used every day so the chances are that they went went back home for the day possibly i don't know but they were they were all there for most of the time i would say yeah
2: who do you have most to do with would you say how the actors
1: well you know it, it's uh, we were the background people we were the walk-ons mm. i i mean uh most of them were pleasant enough uh, particularly David Jason actually I mean he's the consumer pro we didn't really see any anything of him really outside of the actual working hours he he went back to the hotel he kept to himself Uh, but that's fair enough but he was very approachable very nice um always had a lot of time for his public because we were surrounded by the general populace and Margate and Ramsgate all the time understandably had a lot of security around so um So they were keeping people away. But, you know, when people, you know, did get through uh, to the main cast, most of them were were absolutely fine with them. Um, I I do say most. (laughs) Um, David Jason, without a doubt, was the nicest. He's a real gentleman. As for interaction with we walk-ons, the nicest, I would say, without a doubt, was Paul Barber. Denzel. Denzel. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were actually, where most of the main cast and the main production crew were in staying in the hotel, the Marina Hotel. Uh, the rest of us, with a lot of the production people, were staying in some apartments that were alongside, you know, facing the front. I think there might have been half a dozen of us in the apartment I was staying in. But it was very nice, very comfortable. And uh, Paul Barber was actually staying in that same block, I remember. Because I remember one morning we looked out and he was sitting on the on the balcony drinking a beer on his balcony, and he went, "Oh, come down, boys, come and have a beer," which was great. So we did. About three or four of us went down, and he, and he was very welcoming. Yeah, nice fella. Yeah, and we spent the morning drinking beers with him, and I think we worked that afternoon. Great, great. Nice well, about John ready? Sullivan,
3: did
2: you see much of John on the on the on the set? John Sullivan, the writer. Would you've seen him much there
1: or? Well, he, he was around um, yeah, yeah. quite a bit, obviously, probably most of the time, you know, and uh, so he was he was around. I, I can't think of any particular experiences with him. He was he was nice enough, you know, pleasant, courteous, approachable, you know, you, you, but the nature of the work, because I, I did a lot of walk-on and extra work through the 80s and 90s, particularly because it was like a supplement to the income, because I'm a musician, an entertainer and a writer, essentially, but... Anybody in show business in those days who had an equity card would, uh, as a rule, supplement their income by doing this kind of work because you actually had to have um, an equity card union membership to do the work in those days. It's not the case anymore, of course. hasn't been for over 20 years, but it was the case then. So I digress then. Sorry, what was the original question? I went off the track there a bit.
2: It was John Sullivan. I was just mentioning John Sullivan. He had much to do with um, John Sullivan on set, but you said he was there and things in the background. and yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he was. Uh, I think oh God, I've got the phone going. That's
2: um,
0: all right. Answer the phone <laughs> if you like. <laughs> a second.
2: Might be David Jason. You never know.
0: Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no, it was Steven Spielberg.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so you but said I like, like there was a big police presence when you were filming. So, so, so for instance, when you were on the beach, did they completely close it off? I suppose they did, didn't they? The whole beach or um, pretty much.
1: Well, not completely, because if you can see, I mean, obviously we uh, we jolly boys are there with the cast, and we do that run across the beach. And as you can see, it's like a normal day on the beach. There's quite a few people around who were taken by surprise, as I'm sure you can. imagine. Oh, so they
0: weren't all they weren't all extras then. They were no, no, people no, in the I public as
1: well. The public there who suddenly found themselves amongst the uh, fools and horses cast. They were quite excited, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, yeah um now now the point i think i was trying to make just now uh about um interaction uh with main cast and and people like john sullivan and that if you did a lot of walk on and extra work if you were going to be professional and decent about it you, you you didn't hassle the main cast you know that was part of it really that was being professional really it you know so as, as long as they were just courteous to you and uh and acknowledged you that that was enough most of us fine you know the last thing they want is um for the cast to be hassled by the background people so i think most of us appreciated that but you know you would find yourself in situations where you might find yourself in conversation with them if the time was right you know if you're queuing up for a cup of tea or something or just sitting about so that was the case um I remember J- uh, John Chalice was a decent guy. We had a few laughs with him. Um, Nicholas Lindhurst was all right. A little, a little bit cynical, though. He had a little bit of a cynical edge, Nicholas Lindhurst. But well, once again, we're all different. So with that shot, obviously,
2: Nick Lindhurst kicks the ball. And then what they do, they obviously throw the ball at the officer, do they or something. But how does
1: that? Yeah, they change? just throw you know, it. And this, this one of the assistants just threw the ball at him. Yeah, mm. rude, <laughs> it. <Elliot. laughs> Well, Rude Gullet,
2: he said, actually. Rude Rude Gullet, Gullet. yeah.
0: Yeah. Rude Gullet Gullet. nowhere, yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of football commentators, you know, when they get foreign names wrong. I remember in the 90s, yeah, another ex-Chelsea player, instead of Roberto Di Matteo, they used to call him Roberto Di Matteo and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But a great scene, isn't it? And it's just so funny the way he ends up uh, getting arrested for such a small thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Funny. It's great. Yeah, I, I've I've got to get a copy of it. I uh, say all this interest in it again over the last couple of weeks. I must see it again because I only, only used you, to see it when it was uh, repeat uh, repeated. Did
2: you did you do some scenes at, at Dreamland as well at the um, theme yeah. park?
1: Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yeah, they. Um, uh, I remember we had lunch that day, and they said to us all, uh, "Be careful how much you eat because you're going to spend be spending the afternoon upside down." They said. <laughs> okay so I was a bit wary I hung back a bit I, I, I'm, I'm not a great fan of fairground rides at the best of times so I hung back a bit so I was on a couple of rides because they shot a lot of stuff there that obviously wasn't used there was the like
2: Mary Rose isn't it Mike that goes Mary upside down yeah, I,
1: yeah. I, I could have been on that and but I, I stood back
2: and I managed to get away with that David Jason famously gets away with it as well doesn't he oh, yeah, them, yeah. that's
1: yeah. right yeah, well, uh, a few of the guys, you know, they they just wanted to push forward and be on everything. So, uh, but um... I wouldn't
0: have fancied it either, to be honest. No, really. No, do you no. like rides like that? I can't go on rides because of my heart. So I get away with oh. it. Oh, oh, right. You're lucky then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get lumbered into it, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to go. I'm the worst person to go on rides like that. I close my eyes, I don't look. It's, there's no point. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: Even as a kid, I, I, I didn't like big wheels and switchbacks and all things like that. And I used to get put on them, go, go on this, have a good time. I just hate it. So, bloody upside down spinning around. No, it wasn't for me. But anyway, that that was, um, obviously I was there for all of that. And yeah, there was a couple of things I went on, you know, rides, the dodgems, things like that, the shots that weren't seen anyway. There There's was a roller
2: coaster, um... isn't there? There's a roller coaster they go on that we see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I went on that, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, I was on the roller coaster at one point because you know, because of the nature of filming again, you know that if you get in something like that, it's not going to be one shot and away. You know, they're going to do it over and over and over again.
3: <laughs>
1: and uh, it's going to be too much when you've had the big BBC catering lunch. It's always nice.
2: So, so when would it have been in 89?
1: It was summer. What was it, early oh. summer or? I can tell you exactly. I have my old 1989 diary here. Oh, wow. The first day was May the 4th. And uh, the call was at two o'clock at the BBC TV Centre. And they took us down to Margate. And um, the call from the apartments where we stayed at the Marina Resort Hotel was for 6.30 in the morning on the Friday the 5th. And that was the start of it all. And then they took us home. We had a day off. But they brought us back again on the Sunday, 7.30 a.m. at the Marina Resort again. That was when they put us back down. That was on Monday the 8th, called at 7.45 in the morning. But then there was another travel day on Saturday the 13th. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Then there were seven days straight through. And I remember during that week, there was a little bonus because the uh, BBC technicians went on strike for a couple of days, uh, which meant... We were just stuck in Margate, still being paid, great. which was nice. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. And they, um, they, and so the group of us, about I think about eight of we jolly boys, decided to go to France for the day. So that was mm-hmm. nice as well. Wow. Just went across on the ferry, uh, well, c- courtesy of the BBC, and also not only that, not only that, I see that they gave us. Two days extra expenses in cash as well. Wow, lovely, <laughs> lovely, lovely jubly, days. Lovely jubbly indeed. Those were the days. <laughs> lovely jubbly, yeah. Well, I don't now. I don't think. No, um, you. Yeah, Thursday, the, um, there was a delay, of course, with that strike. But on the Thursday, uh, that was when we, this is the 18th of May, we had the night shoot and that was the railway station scene that um, i mentioned with uncle albert yeah and then the next day it was all over
2: so you did it in chronological order then really the last scene you did was the
1: actual <coughs> playstation scene at night that was the last scene you actually did last, certainly the last one i was involved in um i know that i think it was a couple of weeks after that was when they did all the uh, the nightclub club scenes with the great Ramondo and everything and uh, i th- um I think they were done uh, at the t v centre back in london um but uh i i i'm not on those uh, I, I'm not in those scenes I don't know why because a few of the other jolly boys are i think I, I think I would have been offered it, but I must have been committed to something else. that's all I can think of because most of the other jolly boys were were employed. In fact, I know well, my brother. The, what,
2: they're, sorry, they're in the Mardi Gras, are they? In the club? The extras, do you mean? Uh, when it's the
1: um, the, se- the nightclub scene with the great... Yeah, remod- the nightclub,
2: they're in there, are they? The extra- some of the extras.
1: Yeah, you do see yeah. some of the guys, uh, some of the jolly boys in there. Um, but like I say, I, I wasn't. I, all I could assume is... Because I probably would have been offered it. I, I, I must have been doing something else, I suppose. Because I remember it was quite difficult to get... When I was offered the job um, by the Dolly Brook Agency uh, of the, the whole 12 days, which turned into a 14-day shoot, I, I know I had to get out of a couple of things to be able to do it. There were things that I was booked on for other agents, but because it was so much work, um, the other a- agents were kind enough to, to release me. They wouldn't always do that, but they did on that occasion. And I'm so glad they did.
0: Yeah, and it's great you've got a record of it. I mean, that's a very detailed um, yes. record of what
1: happened. Yeah, I've got all my diaries from then. Um, I mean, in the same year, as I told you. Uh, when is it? February? I think it's February.
2: I know Liverpool-Everton FA Cup final would have been around that time, actually, in 89. All right, yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh God! I've got it here somewhere. I know it was February of eighty-nine when we did the. Uh... Yeah, here we go. Um, Sunday, February the fifth, eighty-nine. Fools and horses, two p.m. BBC TV Centre, and it's. I've even got here. Uh, it's a pub stag do. Bring a change of top. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, so that was the scenes with, with Jeff Deeps, Stevenson doing that. And, and it's funny, I didn't, re- I knew Jeff by reputation at the time, but he's actually yeah. become a really good mate of mine since, and I, I see him quite often. He's on the cruise ships mainly now, working all the time.
0: Yeah. yeah, he was one of our first podcasts, wasn't he, Chris? He was, he was.
2: He's been in, um, he was in that episode, like you mentioned before, he's in to Hullenback as well as the policeman, wasn't he?
3: Parker, yeah, I think it was. he was.
2: That's it, mm. yeah. He, yeah. used to do the, he used to do the warm-up show, am I right in saying that, Mike? You know, before, yeah.
3: uh,
2: on the live shows, it's like a warm-up yeah. act, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, loads of uh, loads of TV warm-ups, Jeff, Jeff did, and, and still does when he's in England, which isn't very often. He, he's mainly on the cruise ships these days, except for the previous two years when there weren't any cruises, of course. But he's back on them again now.
2: So really, the only episode you did with a live audience would have been the Little Problems episode. The others were like on location. Team. um yeah yeah, yeah. i th- think so yeah yeah very much so um because i think that longest night episode that's a that. macro isn't it something ah there you go yeah there you, yeah, you are yeah, yeah we can see that there.
3: longest night
2: yeah um what was Vass what was Vas blackwood like he's had quite a good film career
1: hasn't he since then yeah um well you so say what what was he like coming? I mean, he, he was all right. What, what could I say? Um, you know, we, I remember that shoot. It was a very handy shoot for me because I was living in Leightonstone Stone at the time. And it was in the local Leightonstone Stone uh, Leo supermarket. So it was literally five minutes up the road for me. Very handy.
3: Oh, yeah. And,
1: um, and it was a Sunday. So they, uh, they closed the supermarket for the day and they just had a group of us there as shoppers. And, uh, and that that was all very nice in fact I, I remember i got recognized in the local chinese takeaway um when uh when that episode was on i remember i by coincidence i happened to be in the chinese takeaway waiting for some food and that episode was on then uh, yeah and I remember the, the the lady behind the counter. She did this double take. <laughs> goes, Are you? Are you? I said, yeah. And anyway, all the, she went out the back, and all the kitchen staff came out. We we're all looking around the corner. It was funny.
2: <laughs> well, that's a hell of a coincidence, though, that, isn't it? You're on the oh, telly. Oh, you, a, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I didn't plan it. It just happened.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because
2: cool. I know as was saying that was obviously filmed on location, and that is in front of a live audience when he goes into the office upstairs, isn't it, in the supermarket when he pulls out the gun. That's when the, the live show kicked in, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right,
1: yeah. So it, our scenes were just, uh, when, it, when he's going around, taking all the stuff off the shelves, and they were just getting some uh, reaction shots from us, weren't they?
2: Mm.
1: Um, and that was it. Would you, yeah. get,
2: would you get realtors for, say, DVD sales and video sales, or is that a bit different when they do that? You know, if you get...
1: Is it no. just for when it's on the telly? Um, no, it's, it was, we still get something for DVD sales every now and again. Yeah, yeah.
3: of yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, obviously, it's like... Nothing like what David Jason would get, obviously. But, um, no, but <laughs> so it all really helps.
0: There's still a few, Bob. And it's like, you know, with the bar scene where David Jason falls through the bar, we've talked about this before, um, the barman, yeah. he gets uh, a lot of checks because he's seen in that scene so many times, isn't he? Of course, yeah, he would. Yeah, you
1: would. Um, the way this system worked at the time, the equity walk on contract was um, you would get um, 100% of your fee every time it was repeated on the main channel on BBC One, right? So, um, whatever the f- rate was at the time, oh, actually, uh, you got paid whatever you got paid on the day on that, you get
2: every time it's shown yeah, again, but yeah,
1: better than that it went up pro rata so if it was shown now well of course they don't show it on bbc one anymore do they sadly no um, yeah um if it was shown on bbc one now it i would get whatever the walk on one rate is now yeah yeah and of course it was like 14 days work which um, is quite handsome you know yeah well over the years when it was repeated i was i was getting much more for the repeats that i actually got paid for actually doing the jobs which was nice yeah yeah but uk gold isn't quite as lucrative then
2: once it's on there
1: no in fact it's halfpennies. is it really uh, oh yeah yeah literally um yeah i mean Mm. you know you know literally
0: is that because they repeat only fools and horses all the time or is it just a different
1: yeah, no it's just anything i mean you know a lot of things i did at that time that get shown on uk Gold and things it's the same situation yeah i mean you know it's glad to get anything really it's a... yeah
0: after all these years i mean so how long ago was jolly boys off the top of our heads
1: 1989 yeah, 30, wow. 30 30 years. yeah 35 years 33 years
0: yeah mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah about yeah. 33 years now actually we're nearly in may aren't we now
1: yeah 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 happy days indeed mm. Mm. um um w- would
2: Would you say that what what have you done other comedies mike where other sort of where else have you
1: appeared sort of thing um well i think it was in most things that were being shot at that time um I don't know. To the man of born, do you remember that? Penelope yeah,
3: Penelope Keith.
1: Keith. Yeah. Um, uh, Heidi High.
2: Heidi High.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, what about Blackadder or the Young Ones? Maybe.
1: You know what I did? Um... Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. I actually did the, uh, the pilot episode of Blackadder. The very, oh, first wow. pilot episode that was never shown. Oh. Was but I was on that. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I remember it well. Uh, Why was that
0: never shown then?
1: That's interesting. Do you it, know? It was just the pilot. I mean, any new situation comedy that they do, they always a pilot in hmm. front of a studio audience. And maybe, maybe it didn't work, possibly. And they, hmm. they tweaked it a bit before they actually... Made the first show. I mean, that's the whole point of a pilot, really, to see how it goes down.
0: Oh, is that seriously what they used to do back in the day? Because now with a pilot, it's usually on the TV, isn't it? The first light episode.
1: Well, if it's going to work, uh, yeah. and it's then, and it's the case now.
0: And um, oh, they still if, do that, maybe. No,
1: yeah. it's a test. You know, if it works. Um, I mean, I, I remember it. It's it seemed to be all right. You know, uh, if. If you remember, the first series of Blackadder was very different to what it became later. Yeah,
0: um, I, I always liked it. To be fair, I liked all of them. But... <laughs> <laughs> I liked
1: it very much. Um, but the Rowan Atkinson character in the first series is is a bit a bit of an idiot. Whereas yeah. you know,
2: yeah. Mr after Bean after Mr. After Beanie, and... isn't he? Mr Bean,
1: perhaps. That... Yes, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Of course, then they made him really smart
0: ass and yeah and, and they, smart, they made boulder idiot, didn't
1: they, they turned, yeah mm. and they turned him into something else yeah. yeah so uh so yeah that changed i mean also other shows from the time god you know we're really going back in history now
3: mm-hmm.
1: i mean i even did things like george and mildred I don't know if wow. you that. um in fact i remember uh feeling really old when i got a repeat fee for george and mildred <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. That was uh, Youth of Joyce and Brian Murphy. Um, I did things like Robin's Nest, but you know, I'm talking about sitcoms from the 70s and 80s, and 90s. Did you not? Did you not have a meal in the Fawlty Towers Hotel? That would have been a good one. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I never did. No, I never. I never worked on uh, Fawlty Towers because it was. Ju- they shot that uh, sh- uh, before I started doing the work. Right, I started yeah. doing it in 79. Um, but the 40 Towers were uh, mid-70s, weren't they? They were, they were, yeah. yeah. The, of course, the uh, the uh, location shots were talky, but most of it was done in the studio at the TV centre. I, I knew a lot of people who worked on it. And, um, and uh, or, uh, one friend of mine, uh, Oscar Peck is his name, and uh, he was only about fourteen at the time and he was on uh, he was on that show as as the as a boy uh with, with parents, not the obnoxious boy who complains about the wrong shaped chips, not that one. There was another boy in the shop in Folgy Towers and and, uh, and that's Oscar, and he's done fantastically over the years from that. I mean you can you imagine how much uh Fulci Towers. Yeah around the world and dvd sales and everything and uh i had another friend who was um stretcher bearer i think came in uh, with with um Sybil and took her away and he's done very well as well yeah
3: oh, yeah
1: great. but it's um but it's it's changed it's changed a lot now like i say i, I haven't really done the work um for, for many years now but it was always a, a Uh, a very lucrative and handy string to the bow if you had an equity card. You know, it you needed an equity card to do um, TV, walk on an extra work. But, and for film work, you needed um, the Film Artists Association card, which I also had. So I did a few films as well. So it was very handy as the business. Well, I, I don't even know what it's like anymore. Um, but certainly very different to what I knew
0: back so, in my <laughs> So, so how did? The, why did that change? You know, with the equity card, like you were saying, like you'd need the equity card. It doesn't exist anymore, does it? Oh, or? Because
1: uh, Margaret Thatcher uh, smashed the unions. Basically. Oh. She took away all the because the union control was getting out, literally out of control. You know, the unions were holding the country to ransom in the seventies and eighties, and. And she did stop all that, you know. It's, um, and one of the last bastions of, um, of union membership was, was equity, you know, the, and, and that was smashed as well. In the end, you didn't have to be an equity member to do the work anymore. You didn't have to be a union member to do any work eventually, you know.
0: No, so that's, I just that's, always, that's, I always wondered about that, actually.
1: That's how the world changed, yeah. I mean, yeah. equity still exists. I'm still a member to this day. Mm. And they're, you know, they're very helpful for lots of other things as well but in the sense of um you know the power power of the worker with the union behind him and her you know that's all gone now you know I'd say different world completely now
0: but like you said it was kind of don't want to get into politics but it's like it was kind of a double-edged sword because you'd also have a lot of strikes back then wouldn't you and you know yes
1: yes yes i mean there were equity strikes as well you know um But but now extra and walk work. I mean, it was um, starting to happen in the tail end of of when I was doing it. Um, (coughs) Excuse me, I've got hay fever. Sorry. All right. right. Um, Yeah, um, it's like open to anybody now, um, which is fair enough, I suppose. Anybody who's doing a normal job and takes a day off, which is fair enough, but. You know, people would say, well, it's only extra work, walk work, you're just hanging about in the background. You know, you might be asked to do a little bit here and there. I mean, I had a few parts in things. But um, generally, you're just there dressing the background. Um, but but where they have come unstuck is if you do get sort of ordinary members of the public doing it, it's all very well when they're first there, because the glamour and novelty of seeing a big film set, seeing the stars, that's fine. But that soon wears off, mm-hmm. and if you've got a twelve or fourteen-hour day ahead of you, they found that people who weren't doing it professionally were soon soon getting really peed off with just hanging around and and you know and and not coming back the next day and things you know. So, so in that sense, it made more sense to use professional people because you know they acted professionally. But anyway, um, now um, it's been open to anybody for. 20 years now and they, yeah. they, they seem to be coping all right
0: and you mentioned you were a fan of only fools and horses before you did uh, e- extra work what was one of your favorite episodes or one of your favorite moments from the show
1: well the, the the classic ones really that everybody speaks about i mean how could it not be obviously the the chandelier you know i mean that's one of the great comedy moments of all time isn't it del falling through the bar there's another one, classic. Um, uh, oh God, what, what what else was iconic in in Fools and Horses? Blow oh, dolls, t- was good, wasn't I it? Know, Lope 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 Lope. Lope What's that? Blow up dolls. One was uh, classic, wasn't it? Oh, Lope Lope Lope. oh that, I mean that's hysterical. <laughs> that just has you on the floor, doesn't it? With it? Batman yeah. and
3: Robin. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah. How could I forget that? Yeah, I mean the dolls popping up behind the uh, the sofa, the sofa. And when he's walking out, arm in arm, good evening.
0: (laughs) Emily, what's your favourite funny moment?
3: Oh, um, there's that many, it's hard to choose.
0: Go on, choose one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's not a big funny moment, but it's one of, I find funny. When Rodney's in the computer room at the printer when he worked with alan
3: yeah
0: and he was on the pc and he wiped it twice and then the young guy was like is it meant to be on my pc
3: and
0: then,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of my oh friends. yeah that is it's a, yeah of course it is he says they don't know they're born or something doesn't he Nick? Yeah. that's jolly boy's out in actually coincidentally isn't it that
1: All right? oh yeah. yeah so well there's so many great one-liners in it as well isn't there? and mm. i mean one of the many fantastic things about the show and that's really um really impressive is the fact that the whole thing was written by one man mm-hmm. i mean you look at american sitcoms and you've got dozens of writers and then you've just got john sullivan who did everything himself didn't he i mean it was just amazing and uh, uh, originally just a bbc prop man wasn't he and uh yeah yeah and,
2: uh, wasn't he or something yeah
1: yeah that's right and uh I, I used to speak to a lot of the guys who'd worked with him during that period, and they said, oh, people used to take the mickey out of him, thought he had delusions of grandeur when he was, like, shifting the scenery, and yet he had um, he had all these ideas for shows and things, and people said, oh, God, you're kidding yourself. Because he he had a couple of successful um, uh, sitcoms before Fools and Oopsies, as I'm sure you know. Um,
0: yeah, Citizen Smith, Texas, that was one.
1: Well. Was, was big, and, uh, of course, the... Um, what was the one with Paul Nicholas and Jan Francis about the?
2: Oh, just good friends.
1: Just good friends. Yeah, I um, mean, both well, of those them. series were great as well. And uh, yeah, and then for him to take on uh, Fools and Horses and uh, sustain that level of writing and comedy ideas for so many years, and and uh, you know, always consistently good, wasn't it? And, oh, yeah. and it wasn't only the comedy he had that great talent um which is a rare talent of blending it with the uh with the drama of tragedy as well didn't mm. he i mean there's a mm. uh steptoe used to be the same um they used to have marvelous moments in steptoe where they blend you know the, the comedy and the tragedy and it would work really well and you've got to be really skilled to pull that off you've got to have the right cast of course where everything fell together so well with fools and Horses with the casting, everything. Um, I mean, a classic example is when Grandad dies, isn't it? Uh, in uh, the early ones, Leonard Pierce. Mm. And and how they how they pulled that off, I thought, was just brilliant. Because they still kept it funny, even with the tragedy of Grandad dying. And, and the real classic moment, isn't it, where the hat is on the front of the hearse. Do you remember? And, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh, uh, Delboy just said uh, takes the hat, he throws it into the grave, and then the vicar comes out and says, will you see my hat? <laughs> I mean, that just fantastic,
0: wouldn't it? I even like the bit of the wake where Rodney's like to Uncle Albert, he's like, I'm never going to be happy again. And then Uncle Albert's like, as long as you're happy, son. <laughs> yeah, because
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Albert gets introduced in the same episode, doesn't he, there? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. God, and I, I mean, what a career he had, because he'd been a bank manager, hadn't he? And only right. am- amateur dramatics he was in, wasn't he, I believe. And, uh,
3: mm.
1: of course, Force and Horses comes out of the blue. Crikey, what a late success in life that was for him. Terrific.
0: Yeah, that yeah. was very interesting as well, because at the time they... Rum in an hour, and what are they going to do? Obviously, after Len Pierce sadly passed away, and apparently they were going to use a woman to begin with. But then David Jason and Nicholas Linter said it wouldn't work because you can't say to a woman, Get in the back of the van, you know. So,
1: yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, I, I mean, uh, I do, I do love the um, the uh, the early series as well. Um, I mean, what were there three series with Grandad or more? There
3: were,
2: correct, yeah. First three series, and he, yeah. he, was, he was doing the fourth series, Mike, wasn't he? The, the one where yeah um, they had to change everything, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. Hole in one, yes, hole yeah. in one. Yeah, where he falls through the, the bar latch. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh,
1: of course. Mm. Yeah, I that's mean, he, he was a lovely actor, wasn't he? Leonard, Leonard. Oh,
0: yeah, we have that discussion all the time. Who do you prefer, Grand or Uncle Albert? We can never decide, but um. I really loves Granddad. I thought. He was oh, so I wouldn't like to put them against
1: each other. They were so different, weren't they? I think mm. they were, pretty great, weren't they? It's
0: oh, like picking oh, who, who's the,
1: who you your team—your
2: mum or your dad? Really, isn't
1: it? Yeah. You yeah, know, Granddad would sit there with those lovely, uh, just sitting, oh, oh, boy. You know, and he'd come out with these lovely, iconic lines, wouldn't he? And uh, yeah. it's just brilliant. He'd sit there quiet for ages, and then he'd bring the house down with a line, perfectly timed. What
0: well, if you got a Wendy house?
1: yeah yeah, yeah. That, 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 they always called it a wendy after that didn't they emily
2: when there was a funny
1: line and of course
2: yeah. 40. <laughs> well, yeah 40. yeah yeah yeah
1: well. but then uh, of course you know albert he had a uh, he had a hard act to follow but he pulled it off perfectly mm. didn't he mm. oh, those lovely things you know and all, all the kind of running gags as well during the war and all that is all that you and, uh, know and the you remember the german girl who,
3: yeah, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: He can speak a bit of German. He's, <laughs> what
0: is your name? <laughs> what is your name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is your name? Yeah. He's having me on here, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Tellboy says. Yeah. yeah. I was so beautifully
1: observed. All of it was fantastic, and um, yeah, I, I, I think overall, I always loved it. You know, I, I always loved the series all the way through, like you know, so many of us do. But in a way, for me, uh, m- m- my most favourite episodes were the first series. Because to me, it was like, great that it was just like the three of them against the world, working mm. the streets and all that. And uh, it's, it changed, you know, when they got girlfriends and things. And, uh, and, and they started through necessity, obviously, because they had to think of new ideas all the time. And then the plots started getting sort of quite outlandish, didn't they? But it's okay, you know, it, it didn't matter. It still all worked, didn't it?
0: Yeah, but it's kind of like we do in life, really. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, sort of like, you're with your family and you? you're with your mates, and then obviously you meet a girl, yeah, yeah. you get married, you have kids, everything. So.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. But, when they, but when he starts getting mistaken for uh, mafia leaders and all things like that. <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's still funny, it still works, and that's all that matters in the end, isn't it? And That's actually
0: a... Sir David's favourite episode, believe it or not. Really? I mean... Yeah. Twice. Twice, yeah. maybe twice, yeah. I think it's because he played two different characters. That's why he said he enjoyed yeah. it. And yeah, he stretched it,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can understand that. But, um, yeah, just for me personally, I, I liked it when it was kind of smaller. But I mm-hmm. really like it when it got bigger, because I certainly did loved it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah well, Chris, you always say... When did you think the peak was? Jolly Boys out in, didn't you? And...
1: I I think
2: so. That was when it was it was getting better and better with each series, and then I think series six. Weirdly, you're in that one as well, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and then I think Jolly Boys was the ultimate peak. I thought, yeah,
1: yeah. How long did it run after that? How long did? Um,
3: I think it ended in two thousand
0: and three. I think. Mm.
1: Oh, right. Okay, quite late. But there was
0: a break, wasn't there, in the 90s? That's right, they did have yeah. a break. The
1: last ones uh, were specials, weren't they? I don't think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I lo- yeah. I love that. I love the last original three, though. It's uh, Modern Men, uh, Time on Our Hands, and uh, the Batman and Robin one in the middle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. that's it, yeah. That
1: was classic, the first
0: one, didn't it? Really classic, yeah. Mm. All of them were, oh brilliant well they're all brilliant but i mean you know i think like we said before though um what was special was when they could make uh, the episodes like 50 minutes instead of what was it before 30 wasn't it or yeah, yeah, it yeah,
1: it, yeah. being the classic um time format for a sitcom you know for, mm. yeah but yeah having the specials you know they, then he could cut loose a bit couldn't he i mean obviously eventually john sullivan had a lot of power because he was making a lot of money for the bbc so he could Call his own shots eventually and 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 he earned it and so oh, yes. so, so tragic that he died so young I
3: mean, mm, well,
1: yeah
2: he just had know. his anniversary i think ten, i think it was 10 years chris wasn't it since his death we posted um
1: i think last week yeah i can't believe it's 10 years yeah. ago well who um, knows he, he might come up with another classic by now you know, yeah so yes. he the talent <laughs> He was doing. Uh, I
2: don't know if you ever seen them, Mike. He was doing um, rock and chips like the prequel, so when Del Boy's quite young and
1: yes. things. I don't know if you ever yeah. seen them. Yeah, quite, I did. Quite, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they? good efforts, aren't they? I mean, mm. obviously, David Jason are very difficult shoes to fill, aren't they? But yeah, they mm. did a good job with those. I think. Um, really well. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm thinking that maybe you've already seen it, but I haven't yet. Is the West End musical? Have you? seen that yeah? chris That's
0: has funny. i want to see it i expect emily oh, wants want
1: to see it. it as well yeah and it's um uh, oh god yeah because it was well obviously it was well, on white house is not it paul white house has written white house's granddad well i'm a big fan of paul white house anyway so uh and and he has a marvelous job apparently doesn't he i think.
2: yeah D- oh, brilliant and
1: G- 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 does as well then is that with
2: he, he, yeah, it's predominantly Granddad, but there is a cameo of Albert in there as
0: well. Yeah, oh, which is great. That? Yeah, yeah, he does both parts actually. Yeah, Paul. But um, you said it was interesting because it's on. It's based on the episode dates, isn't it? And it's Uncle Albert, isn't it? It's not Granddad. You know, in, in the, the original. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it is. I didn't know that.
1: Okay. All right, and and hasn't John Sullivan's son had a lot to do with it? I believe, hasn't he?
2: Is he? That's right, Jim Sullivan has. Yeah, I think John. I think John was in. That was what his project was. I think when he died, actually. So there was notes and things, and oh, um,
1: he took up that
2: right. Yeah, okay. Jim took it up with Paul Whitehouse. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but I've, I say I have been twice, but I'm. I think me and Chris are talking about going again, aren't we? So well,
3: yeah,
1: um, I'd like to go. Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: I really must get to see that. Um, it's a pretty hot ticket. I think it's quite hard to get. Yeah. Still, yeah, yeah and I think it's October. I think it's
0: supposed to be finishing in October. So, yeah, it's not long to run. I was a bit dubious at first Um, just because I couldn't imagine different actors playing the parts, playing the roles. But I've heard so many good things about it. I want to see it now.
1: <laughs> mm, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard that they're excellent. I mean, it was the same with Dad's Army, wasn't it?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They, they remade episodes of that and they had the film, didn't they? And they had a great, terrific cast. Um, um, I did see the Dad's Army film, um, and I thought it was a noble effort, and they all did well. But my overriding feeling was, well, you know, leave it alone. It's what it was. You know, should have maybe just left it as it is. The classic stuff that it was. It's like um, Paul Merton remade some um, classic um, Tony Hancock episodes. And if you're familiar with Hancock,
2: Hancock's half hour,
1: yeah. From my, I mean, my my era. I mean, Hancock was a genius. I love Hancock, and and Paul Merton remade two or three episodes. I think about twenty years ago now, using exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, the blood donor is a famous uh, episode of Hancock, and um, Paul Merton, huge um, Hancock fan. And he, he went and remade these things as a tribute, using exactly the same camera shots, exactly the same script. Oh. He trying to recreate every movement, but Ugh. a noble effort. But the feeling in the
0: end was, "What for? Why wouldn't you watch the original?" <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: It's a uh, bit
0: like <laughs> it's a bit like remaking the Godfather or something like that. I like, yeah, you you know, couldn't you know. do that. No.
1: Yeah, have, have mr bean playing don corleone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's coming to us all yeah, they live, would they be live with the hancock
2: half hour would they be live at the time as well oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah not pre-recorded
1: yeah. yeah 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 absolutely they were yeah. all in the studio and um christ we're talking a long time ago now this was like late 50s early 60s black and white all oh, the sets the sets are shaking and that they? Mm-hmm. but um Hancock, famously, um, he had a car accident and uh, and he couldn't learn scripts afterwards. He, was, he lost his ability to retain words. Really? So he always used um, cue cards just off of camera. So if you do uh, after that for the rest of his life, including the Blood Donor episode. So if you ever do see old Hancock episodes, you can actually see him reading his lines. You oh, see wow. him up to yeah. the side. And his eyes going like that just looking oh. over the actor's shoulder and uh, i mean this still worked you know but it's an interesting thing when you know that's what he's doing it's it's strange it sir james was in that wasn't he as well off carry on films was he in that yeah, he was he was, mm, he was yeah. on radio mm. but um hancock um, sacked sir james and kenneth that's... williams because, oh they, because they were getting too many laughs, <laughs>, <laughs> true yeah i get that though they yeah, are I mean, Williams funny. and yeah. Sid James often spoke about it afterwards and he even sacked his writers you know Gorton and Simpson the brilliant Gorton and Simpson who did uh, septo and son and everything he Easy. sacked them <laughs> <men>. i mean <laughs> in the foot yeah was Hank, he just fell apart after that but uh, you know he, he always he could never accept the fact that he was um that he was great in his own right he wanted to be more he wanted to be Peter Sellers, he, mm. he, you know, Peter Sellers had gone on to international stardom and that's what Hancock wanted. And he was, uh, he, he was never quite able to grasp it in the same way, but if he'd just accepted the fact that he was brilliant in what he did anyway, everything would have been fine. But then he ended up committing suicide, of course. So tragic, mm. all that success and talent, but it wasn't enough for him. Such is life sometimes. Mm. Well, I think well, David Jason has been very happy with his career, hasn't he? Christ, he can't have any complaints, can he?
0: Not um, really. He's he's done yeah. everything, hasn't he? Some yeah, Darling not, not, of May, Touch of Frost.
1: Yeah, well, not everything. It's a different programs. Yeah, not everything he's done has been hugely successful, has it? But you can't win them all, you know. Yeah. But he's a brilliant actor, not just for comedy as, as, as a. Yeah. You know, but it'll like, always
0: be Del That's the thing. Isn't it? It? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it.
1: When you've got something that iconic, you know, you're never going to shake it off, and I'm. I'm sure he's accepted it and you know he, he knows um but then again you know he is remembered as Frost as well pure mm. drama and Granville and... Granville, yeah yeah Grand, of course of course mm. and um because I didn't think the four um the um open all hours worked very well when he came back older for me it didn't yeah, really work miss when... Ronnie Barker didn't it yeah abs- absolutely mm-hmm. uh, i mean he was he's certainly capable of pulling it off he's a very skilled actor but you know it, it's just and that series he did where he was like a, an elderly security man or something what was that one series mm-hmm. that disappeared didn't it what was that yeah. Was well, it Diamond
2: Geezer, was it? I don't think it was Diamond Geezer. No, he did I've that. Of
0: that one. I never seen that one, but yeah i
1: never mm. seen that one. Yeah. The, one of the favourite things he did, I I thought, which was pure drama and I thought he was brilliant in it, was that First World War thing, uh where he takes um it's Gallipoli, isn't it? Where he, he takes all the workers from the estate, Sandringham estate, to war. And they all get killed, they all get captured and executed. I oh, I haven't that,
0: seen that. What's that called? All the king's men. Oh, okay. I have to check that oh, out. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so totally different. Serious acting. Oh, my god, yeah. yeah. It's
1: really tragic because he's so proud of his men and everything. They were all workers on the estate, and they all join up in the first war, and they go out, and he's all so proud of them and everything, and then it ends up with this terrible scene where they all get executed one by one, and oh, him god. as well. And he's crying. <laughs> "Oh, my boys, my boys!" and and it's a brilliant performance from him. Yeah, All the King's Men is called. It would have been about 15 years ago, I suppose. But you'd find it on anywhere, wouldn't you, I suppose? Be on Netflix or whatever.
0: Yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Mm. No, not no. that long ago then. When you said about it, I, I was thinking, you oh, know, it would be a long, long long time ago. Uh, but, yeah. Well, I'm just
1: guessing. Well, mm. Probably about 15 years. Yeah. yeah we'll certainly, Certainly out. one of the things he's done since. Because uh, anyway. he's... um. And what was that thing he did on a submarine, as well? Um, uh, oh, that was, that. Part. It was like a three-part drama. Mm, I'm not sure on that one. Where to, about a haunted submarine. Well, anyway, if you look, if you look up David Jason, it'll yeah. Well, Yeah. That's mentioned in a book that
3: I was reading about him, about
1: a submarine. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is... Um, I can't remember a lot about it, um, but it's very intense drama. And uh, I think he's the captain of the submarine, and uh, uh, and it's, it's a haunting of the submarine or something. It's it's quite weird, but once again, you know, him stretching himself, you know, after Fools and horses, I suppose he just wanted to stretch himself. Yeah. And uh, and, and do all that. Um, uh, God, what uh, the Mervyn Peak stuff he did for the BBC as well, didn't he? Uh, oh, there has been so much.
2: And his, brother, his brother's an actor, Arthur White, isn't he, his brother? Yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot about him, though. He, and he, weird, well, weirdly, his brother, I think, is older, but he was called Trigger in um, Touch of Frost as well, which is a bit like, more of a coincidence, yeah. Uh, but Dave, David's real name isn't Jason, is it? It's no, David White, right. isn't it? That's right, yeah. 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 But the, the David White character, because you, there was someone who was called David White, he was the guy in um, Bewitched, the older... Man who was Darren's boss in Bewitched, if you ever remember that with the white hair. Okay, he was, he was David White, so he had to change his name. And he, I think, he had a love of Jason and the Argonauts or something.
3: Oh, crap! Yeah, so that's, that's why
2: right. he,
1: he used Jason,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah, right. Oh, yeah, know. it's called yeah. Ghost Boat. Ghost Boat, that's it. Well done, Emily. Yep, Ghost
2: Boat. There's it. it. Yep, yep, yep. I, I recognize the picture a bit now, yeah, yeah. King's
1: men. Is all the King's Men showing on there as well?
0: I'll have a look.
1: That came out in two thousand and six. Yeah, a while ago.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, all the kings men.
2: I was gonna, I was gonna show you this as well, Mike. Could you recognise this at all? Can you see that?
1: <laughs> oh, is that one of his? Um, was it Czechoslovakian CD players or something? What is he it? It's radio.
2: This is this is what caused the uh, coach to blow up. Yeah, it's a replica oh. of the of the radio. Yeah,
1: that's right.
2: I have got the Carly Minogue LP as well.
1: Ah, <laughs> I should be so lucky.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. Um do you know when you're on the coach, do, is it moving? I know that sounds stupid, but is it is it actually moving or do they have like a yeah? Yeah, it is moving when the yeah,
1: filming it. Yeah, because we went we went we traveled to the um, Roman galley in it. Mm, yeah. Mm. It so, looks yeah. like
2: it's moving, yeah, but sometimes they have like a scene in the background, don't they, when there's cars.
1: Em, Emily's found that just that, that's like that.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, it's on Amazon.
1: Right. Well, honestly, I would really recommend that. I I, I think, apart from Del Boy, I think it's the, the best thing he ever did. It's fantastic. No laughs in it, but it's brilliant. brilliant.
3: <laughs> it's 699 on Amazon.
1: Right. What year was that, Emily? Does it say the year? Uh,
3: 1999.
1: Oh, as long as that. Oh, so you're still doing a couple of um, Fools and Horses after that, then? He would yeah. have been Emily he? just found All the King's Men, um, that First World War thing, and it was 1999, so it's longer ago than I thought.
0: Oh, wow, yeah.
1: Available on oh, Apple, yeah. and I would recommend it highly. Yeah. So Sorry, Chris, what were you saying? Um, no, no,
2: so we were saying about the coach, weren't we? So it was actually moving. There wasn't a scene in the background. It's actually moving when the filming. I wasn't oh, sure if they were
1: just going up and down the...
2: Carriage carriageway yeah, static or whatever, but it's actually going. Yeah. You're actually going properly yeah, for yeah.
1: Real. yeah, they just uh, had a handheld camera on board the coach, following up and, up and down and doing wow. various shots. Yeah,
2: and then then obviously the coach that explodes—that's a second
1: coach, presumably, is it? Well, I've been asked that a few times. I didn't think it was. I thought they actually. Used, I thought they actually blew up that coach. I might be wrong, <laughs> but um I thought that was the coach they blew up. Is my memory. But, um, but I, yeah, I, I seem to remember it, That we, like I say, I couldn't swear to it. But my memory is that we drove into that car park in that coach, got off it, and they laced it all up. And, of course, it was a, a big day. Um, we, we were told it was going to be blown up. But um, it wasn't general knowledge around the town, obviously. And... Of course, wherever we went, the populace of uh, Margate came and followed us and stood around, and they were kept well back. But they didn't know it was going to blow up. So when it went up, there was a few very genuine reactions from the uh, okay. from the people in, in the in Margate itself. Yeah,
2: you're, you're well, near the back, I think. When that there's a scene of you are all off the coach, isn't the staring at the coach? I think you're near the back somewhere, aren't you? I've noticed think so yeah 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 I was, trying, I was trying to spot i was stalking your whole episode i thought right where is uh, it because it's good that you had a yellow jacket on because you do stand out actually don't you is that done on purpose uh, or not not particularly you didn't think
1: oh it was just yeah you know, i mean th- they told us to bring our own gear they told us the sort of things to wear but they had wardrobe were there as well and they um, they gave some of us extra items so that yellow jacket um yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, this is the picture that started it all off. The picture that I hadn't seen ever since it was taken. Some you've never seen, days. really? You've never seen that? No, I, I'd never seen it. I remember it being taken because, of course, not everybody is in the shot, are they? I mean, um,
0: well, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast, Mike. It's been great to speak to you. Well, thanks for having brilliant. me. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. Really I, interesting. Uh, I'm yeah. choking up to me. My hay fever's. <laughs> Give me up, I'm ravaged, but uh, yeah, it's been a real pleasure, so thank you. A lot of nice memories there. We've got some half price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie LPs, pool games, gold chains, worst names, and head of push, and Trevor Francis, track tracksuits from a mush and shepherd's bush tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee, black or white, rich or will cut prices and a straw, god
3: street, viva hooky street, long live hooky street, same magnifique hooky street, magnificent hooky street history.